Let me tell you about three preppers. Chuck has a basement, and in his basement he has ammo and a few firearms. Marge has 5,000 gallons of water. And Terry has five 50-pound bags of rice and five 50-pound bags of beans. Not bad, right? Oh, did I mention that for Chuck and Marge and Terry, that's all they have in their preps? What's the problem here? Do you see it? I do. We're going to talk about that when we come back. Practical Prepping Podcast. We're helping everyday people become prepared for whatever emergencies come our way. Where gear is good, but knowledge is better because the more you know, the less you have to carry. We're your hosts, Mark and Krista Lawley. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Practical Prepping Podcast. Krista here with Mark. How you doing, Mark? I'm doing great. We've had a beautiful weekend, sunshine and cool temperatures kind of looks like spring our daffodils are blooming our trees are blooming my eyes are watering and my nose is itching (laughs) (laughs) and i got a little bit of work done outside and some of the things that could have been blooming are not going to bother you now. <laughs> you whacked their heads off, did you? <laughs> whacked their little heads off right <laughs> above the ground. Oh, I love flowers, but they don't love me. Yeah. Uh, anyway. And some of those things we had too many and some we have in the wrong place. And so some yeah. of them I found you can't kill them with a lawnmower. Yeah, we've got some of those perpetual plants that, you know, plants that have that everlasting comeback power. Mm-hmm. Dandelions. Mm-hmm. Have a few of those iris bulbs. We've yeah. we've, we've got iris bulbs. <laughs> Thanks that, to my mom, that was her yeah, favorite. That was her favorite, and I didn't tell you, but I totally ran over your ginger. Well, it'll come back. It'll come. I am not worried about that Hawaiian ginger coming. And back. it was just all of the dead stalks, is what I really well, ran there over. You go. It was all fine. So anyway, anyway, it has been a good weekend, and that was after. Several days of storms and as much as 70 and 80 mile an hour wind gusts. Mm-hmm. There were some tornadoes that touched down in several counties here mm-hmm. in the Alabama area. Uh, sadly, there were some loss of life. And there was a loss of life here in this county. Yeah. So, it, again, it just keeps us ever sharp toward the prepper message of storm awareness and storm prep. Have a plan. Know what you need to know and do what you need to do. Hey. I'm excited about March the 25th. And I bet I know why. I bet you do too, and I bet our listeners don't. But Tell uh, them about it. That is the first annual American Legion Post 69 Radio Club Ham Fest in Columbus, Mississippi. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo. And we are going. Yes, we're going to be at the Ham Fest. We're going to have a table there, and we want to invite you to come if you're anywhere near that area. Come and say hello, and it's not like it's really expensive to get in. It's $5 to get in at the door. And we expect it's going to attract, naturally, the amateur radio crowd, but I'm sure that there's going to be other things of interest there. And if you're a Practical Prepping Podcast listener, and you're anywhere in the Columbus, Mississippi area on the 25th of March, yes, absolutely come by. We would love for, to meet you, and we would love to get to know you and, and uh, visit, so absolutely come on by. And who knows? 
because we might even do some interviews there. We very well might. It just might happen. Mm-hmm. And if you're not a ham radio operator and you'd like to be, they'll be giving the test at 9 a.m., bring two forms of identification and $15, I think it is now. That will get you a seat at the table for the test. And it's really not that hard. Krista started studying on, I think, Wednesday and passed it on Monday. Right. Yeah, that's the tech license. And missed one. Well, that's everybody starts at technician. (laughs) Right. But if you are available, please, please come by and say hello to us. Hey, let us tell you about 4Patriot. Okie doke. Now, we've talked about layering our food preps. That first tier is those fresh foods that we have on hand. That that's in the freezer and the refrigerator. Okie doke. In a major situation, that's what we want to consume first. Absolutely. The second tier is our shelf-stable foods. That would be the canned foods and the dried beans, the rice, things in bags, boxed meals, the types of things that can be rotated into your daily use. These must be rotated. And people say there's no such thing as an expiration date. Well, some of it does go bad eventually. Eventually. so It's not the date that's on the can. Shop your own prepper pantry. But at some point, and that's what Krista does, is she literally shops out of our prepper pantry and then replaces what she has shopped. So she's buying exactly the same thing. But then let's talk about that third tier of food storage management. Well, third tier is the 25-year emergency food. Now, 4Patriot offers a wide range of 25-year foods. And these are not your hiking, freeze-dried foods that you get at the big box outdoor store. These are actually delicious and easy to prepare. Okay. They offer them in several different ways. Now, you can buy just a case of one thing if you want to. And I'll tell you one I found that I wouldn't mind buying a case. They offer a 72-hour survival food kit. They also offer that in four-week and three-month kits as well. You know, some of what they offer is good old-fashioned like chocolate pudding. Yeah, I ran into that today. Mm. I want to try that, and that might be what I want to order a case of because in a grid down or in an extended emergency situation, We're going to want some comfort food. Yeah, absolutely. And chocolate pudding would probably fall right in there. There's also another one here that kind of grabbed my interest is the Aztec chili with mango. That sounds yummy. It really does. Now, they don't carry just survival food. For Patriot also carries a wide range of emergency and survival gear, and it ranges anything from personal water filters to a solar freezer to keep your food frozen. And they have a 100% satisfaction guarantee. So we want you to check out 4Patriot. That is the number four, the word Patriot. Their link is going to be on our website. Tell our listeners how they can connect with us. I'm enjoying getting to know some of our listeners and conversing back and forth in different ways. There's several ways. Of course, naturally, the podcast. They're listening right now to the podcast. You can also connect on social media through Facebook. You can email us through there, and you can go to our website. And on our website, we have a blog, 
and we do publish articles, and then we have links to our friends and affiliates so that you can also investigate different sponsors mm-hmm. and different resources that way. And we also have the buymeacoffee.com, which is a... Well, just go to our website and click on the Buy Me a Coffee. It is buymeacoffee.com slash something that identifies us. Click on that link, and it'll take you straight to our page. Right, and that sort of financial support helps to keep the podcast going. And we also take a portion of any of the proceeds that come in for us, and we donate that to the St. Jude Children's Hospitals. And I just sent them a check this week. Wonderful. It's great that part of your supporting us helps to support St. Jude's. We're also thankful for our sponsors for today's episode, Pro One Gravity Water Filters. Now, we keep seeing issues with water systems around the country with chemicals and hazardous materials getting into the water system. I've seen even other cities recently have had to shut their water system down Mm -hmm. or they've had to do a boil order Mm -hmm. in their vicinity. We all need a way to be sure that we have clean, crystal clear drinking water. Now, we love our Pro One, and we trust it to give us that water, and even our coffee tastes better. For Patriot, your go-to source not only for 25-year emergency survival food, but for survival gear as well, the type that you can put in your bug-out bag, you know, like a solar power cell. By the way, they're running a special right now for solar power cells, for only $99. That's about half of what we paid for ours just a few years ago. And Aura, the smart, simple way to stay safe online. They protect us in so many ways, including identity protection and through our VPN. The other day, we were doing some business online and opened a new account, and we immediately got a notification that an account had been opened in our name. That's protection. And for those of you with children... You can set up parental controls and make sure they're safe and not seeing sites they should not be seeing. You can cover just you or two of you or the whole family with all of your devices. Okay, so let's talk about the word balance. You know, I introduced that idea in the intro. Balance in your preps. It's just not a good idea to lean too deeply on one area Mm -hmm. to the exclusion and forgetting all the other important areas. And I'll be honest, I did that for several years. When I first began doing some preparedness things, I was heavy in guns and ammo, and I was heavy in things that would get my four-wheel drive pickup out of the woods. So you were thinking more mechanizing and automation and machining and gear. You were not really dwelling on like water or food. Wasn't you know. con- wasn't concerned about water at all. How about that? Wasn't concerned about food at all. I didn't understand what prepping was really all about. Mm-hmm. But, you know, some people, and you mentioned this, do prep by only storing guns and ammo. And they have so much guns and ammo that they could probably equip a small island nation. And, you know, here again, we're not saying it's bad to prep guns and ammo. What we want to talk about on this podcast is the balance of your preps Mm -hmm. to balance what is really going to sustain you for the long haul. Right. And some folks prep by 
only purchasing survival gear and gadgets. Oh, I know. Some people, you know, present company accepted, think that flashlights alone is all you need. <laughs> well, you need a little more than flashlights, but flashlights are up there. Flashlights are up there. You know, or, or that they need some sort of special multi-tool. Let the multi-tool is what will define them as a prepper, and that's where they stop. You know, they've got the fancy $100 multi-tool. But, but you find some other folks that they've got every survival gadget known to man. Every single one. But and their their bug-out bag weighs 192 pounds. <laughs> oh, you know. dear. But yeah. they don't have any idea how to use some of it. Yeah, you know, just possessing something doesn't mean you're going to be an expert when the time comes, especially if you're panicked or in an emergency. Mm-hmm. How are you going to know how to operate that if you've not trained and tested and tried it? And tested it is a key point. And some folks have bought cheap stuff because it was cool or tactical, mm-hmm. and it's not going to last. Yeah, they might actually use it one time, and the blades break or crack or splinter, and it's no good. I'll give you a a good example. A number of years ago, I bought a $5 machete, and I thought that was a good deal. But when I started using that machete, I noticed that it began to bend where I was hitting the wood. And it didn't take long to figure out that about every eight or ten strokes— I had to turn that thing over and step on it to straighten the blade out. Oh. I now have a decent machete that doesn't do that. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so we need to test that gear, and that would have been really annoying in a survival situation. Yeah. Or look at it like this. Some actually approach the, the idea of prepping as only water and food, and they don't have gear one. Nothing. No bug out bag, no supplies, no extra batteries, no flashlights, no LED lanterns, none of that. Or they have stored only long-term storage foods. Exactly. They've got the 25-year bucket, but maybe they only need food for four days. Yeah, I don't want to be digging into a 25-year storage bucket for four days worth of food. Yeah. yeah. Not, Not at all. So there's got to be some level of balance in each category. You know, are you a little heavy in some categories and lighter in others? You know, assess your own storage. And that's something that we've had to do as well. Mm-hmm. And we found some holes in it. Yes, But you we do did. that by taking a look at every category of prepping and ask the question, are we heavy in some areas and lacking in others? We'll talk about that in a minute. But let us tell you about Pro One Gravity Water Filters. Water is the number one most vital prep. Without fail. That's absolutely true. 100% every day. Now, that doesn't mean that if you stock enough water, you're going to live through it because there are other categories. But water is the number one most vital prep, and we can only store so much of it. That is the downside of water. It is. It's and heavy. It's heavy. It's, <laughs> it takes a lot of volume. You know, it does. And... When it's gone, it's gone, and we have to source water from somewhere else. Now, it could be a river, it could be a creek, it could be a stream, it could be a lake or a pond or even some swimming pools. Even a mud puddle after the rain. Yeah, mud puddle's not a bad idea. 
Now, Pro One water filter gives us a way to easily purify that water because I'm not going to drink it straight out of the river. In fact, if I were taking it out of the river, I think I might boil it first and then put it through the Pro One just to keep it a little cleaner. That way you kill anything alive in there and then you filter out all the contaminants. Great idea. Pro One water filters come in several sizes comes in the pitcher that goes in the refrigerator and I think does 0.4 gallons. So you've got almost a half a gallon available there at any time. And we have the three-gallon gravity water filter that sits on our counter, but they also do whole house systems. Yes, you can actually have that attached to your plumbing, mm-hmm. and uh, you can do all of your whole house, which is great in a sense, particularly if you're a family that has overly sensitive skin or hair. You're going to want to have a whole house system because it'll take that caustic chlorine out. Your water will be clean and pure, but you won't have those chemicals now falling on your skin and hair. And the Pro One filters out over 200 contaminants including fluoride, you do not have to buy an additional filter for fluoride. Because with other systems, you do. You do. In an emergency, we can source water from either the nearby creek or the river and run it through our Pro One gravity water filter system that sits on our counter next to the sink and that we use it every day. And we'll have crystal clear, clean drinking water. And that's Pro One Water Filters, and they're linked from our website. All right, so let's take a look at some of those categories we were talking about earlier when the question was, are we heavier in certain areas and then lighter in other categories? Where do we need to start looking at our balance? Now, we talked about water. We do need some stored, and we need a way to replenish that. That is the most important prep. So we need to, whether we're using a Pro One Water Filter or not, We need to know how to purify water. Then the next layer would be food, because you're going to have to have some sort of hydration and nutrition. You can't handle any other type of gear or be useful for any other type of need if you're not hydrating and nourishing yourself. And shelter. And shelter is usually where we live. That's our bug-in location. And that's for us to just hunker down. That's what we did during the tornadoes. That's Mm -hmm. what we've done during snow. It's what we did during COVID lockdowns. And when you and I both had COVID, we just hunkered down here. And some folks call that bugging in, but we were prepared to face whatever might come. And we also prepare for emergency repairs on our shelter. Exactly. And we've had to do that. Mark has had to do roof repair. We've had to do some window assessment, and we've had to look at some of our weather stripping, and I actually have a crack in a window now. We need to do some glass repair, get that done. I wasn't aware of that. You know, in the bathroom did, in there, there's did a... Did you throw a cat? Or... No. <laughs> no, somehow that, that happened actually before we even moved into the house. Oh, okay. It's just one of the... It's okay. not been a high priority. She's blaming it on her mother. Well, that was her mother's bathroom. <laughs> All right. Okay. Next category will be first aid. Now, this I was very heavy in many, many years ago. I wonder why. Well, I was a paramedic working for the fire department and later the police department. That would explain it. But I carried a full trauma box kit. And this was back in the days of the old Plano 747. And you bust a knee with that thing. But mine 
that I carried in my truck was as well, if not better, stocked than the one on an ambulance or a rescue unit. Well, there you go. So a lot of times when I went to work, I pulled my box out and I added it to what we had on our rescue vehicles. So we need to look at that first aid and make sure that we are at least up to snuff, and that's a southern term, that we're up to par on what we need in first aid. Another area is fire or a way to prepare a fire, start a fire. We've talked a lot about don't get the dollar store lighters, frankly, because they don't have as much reliability as the brand name, the Bic, the Scripto, the Zippo, the type of lighters that are quite reliable if you want to go with a lighter. There's also matches. There's butane torch type lighters. There's those long candlelight lighters, those long matches that used for fireplaces. And then you can move to like ferro rods. Mm -hmm. And we've said it sort of tongue-in-cheek, but if you're going to be that type of person that goes to a bow drill type of a fire start, good luck. We, we, we're we not going to do that. Go for it. <laughs> if Just, you can do that. To you're be good honest, at, I'm too lazy for that. We've watched too many survival shows where they've spent 14 hours trying to get you know, a bow drill fire started. Or didn't have fire for the first four days because they couldn't get one started because they were depending on a friction fire. Right. Well, so we're talking about fire from the aspect of both to provide heat and light, but also for cooking purposes. But also what I put under fire, fire is just a general category. I put auxiliary heat under there. Mm -hmm. We need some way to stay warm if we lose power and it's extremely cold and we have an extended power outage, we need a way to stay warm and we need a way to cook. And we're going to do a quick tip sometime real soon on some interesting ways to create an indoor heating device using things like foil covered bricks, flower pots, that sort of thing. We'll talk about that at a future time. Next is security. We need to be able to have some personal defense, and we need to be able to have some home defense, and we need emergency protection if the golden horde is knocking at the door. So we've had several podcasts about how you assess your own response to that category. What are you going to use? How are you going to deal with having to defend yourself and your loved ones? Uh, and not just for your own life and safety, but also to defend your storage, your home, your place of security. And not every listener is allowed to have a firearm. We have an international audience, and in many of those countries, they're not allowed to own firearms. Well, there's other ways. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, and we did an episode on that. And some of our listeners are opposed to firearms. That's okay, too. Yep, that's their choice. We're, we're not pushing it on you, and as long as you don't condemn us for having firearms. Another thing is communications. Yes. At least being able to receive information. A couple of days ago, the weather radio kept going off. Our Midland NOAA weather radio kept going off and kept going off, and on an episode, you heard it go off. Now, that was the night before that it had gone off, before it went off so many times that next day when we were under tornado warnings. Mm -hmm. But we had two televisions on, we had the computer up, and we were watching it from the National Weather Service as well. So there were just lots of emergency communication coming into us 
but we do have ways that we can communicate outside if we need to. The first being, and we use this, cell phone. We were texting friends and family and checking on folks and making sure they were aware, but you need to at least have a way to receive that information. The next category to look at would be skills. Gear without skills is a bit useless. Yeah, too many folks buy gear and store it. And that happens with the Bayofang ham radio. Oh, yes. A lot of people buy them, say, okay, I've got that. I've got, hey, I've got four of them in the bag. Problem is they have no idea how to use it. Yeah, it's not just a flip on and talk deal. No, it's not like a box store walkie-talkie. It's not like one that you can put in a channel because there are no channels. There are frequencies. Right. And sometimes it takes two frequencies to talk. And if you have that thing programmed and you have experience with it, it'll be there for you when you need it. But if you just buy it and throw it in a bag, it's not going to work. So the skill is the, the licensed knowledge that comes with the amateur radio. Just yeah. the radio itself is completely useless. And yeah. you have the skill. You'd have to even know how to even start to find a frequency. Mm-hmm. And where to find that. And yeah. if they're pre-programmed. And, and we're just using this as an example. There are so many other things that you need to have skills. See, sometimes skills can do things that gear can't. Oh, yeah. Just, you know, knowledge, wisdom, experience. Mm-hmm. Now, a lighter can provide a flame, but a lighter can't build a fire. Right. That's just the that's just the the initial aspect of it. But in order to have a decent fire, what what's your tinder? What's your wood? What's your fuel? What's your space? How do you stack it? Exactly. There, there are ways to stack it, and I've run across one recently that I really like. I wish I'd known this in my younger days when we were doing canoe trips and camping on the side of the river. And that is a way to stack the wood for an all-night fire. There you go. Because we'd go to sleep, and about 2 o'clock, we'd wake up without a fire, Uh and somebody had to get up, and it was cold, and you didn't want to be the one to get up, but somebody had to get up and start that fire again. I now know how to stack it so that it should burn all night long. Now, as we all know, there are literally dozens and dozens and dozens of skills way more than we have time to elaborate on in this podcast. But we just wanted to touch on a few that are kind of broad and general that everyone can relate to. And if nothing else, pick a new skill each month. You can go to the university of YouTube and learn a lot there. <laughs> That's you good. can read. There's so many ways you can go out in the backyard and test these new skills. Exactly. None of us know everything about this. Hopefully we know enough to survive whatever may come. So when we're talking about balance, it's good to have balance in our lives. Even as important as prepping is, and we consider it very Mm -hmm. important, but we would want to give you the message that we don't want you to be consumed and obsessed with prepping. Have some balance in your life. Prepping is part of it, not all of it. And you don't want to become paranoid either. No, and I'm I'm beginning to see in some forums 
there are some folks out there that kind of alarm me a little bit when I read some of their posts because they've stepped over that line. I mean, they're ready to, you know, build a lean to in the woods and just go missing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm checking yeah, out. It's like what day next week is the end coming? Yeah. And I'm, and I think these, there's some folks that they've kind of let this really take them further than they really wanted to go. And at times I've had to cut back on my consumption of news. And I think that's a good balance too. Know when to shut it off. Know when to shut it off. And I don't read in detail what I used to. I do a lot of scanning of headlines. I'm really just looking for things that I'm interested in or that would affect me. But don't focus on the negative. See, that's one of the problems when we, where we begin to become paranoid is if we focus on the negative. And there are a lot of negatives, but you know there's more positives. Yes, absolutely there are. You just have to keep your eyes open and look for them. Mm-hmm. Focus on the positives. Like prioritize your family, for yeah. example. Yeah. Your family needs you. You can't be all consumed in prepping and ignore your family. No more than you can be all consumed by work mm-hmm. and ignore your family. Or any other hobby or interest mm-hmm. that takes you away from people. That That's the most important thing. Relationships, connections, the people that need your attention and the people that that you want their attention too, mm-hmm. you know, so it, it works both ways. And people like your kids who need your time. They really do. I read something a while back and the statement was we need quality and we need quantity time with our family. Mm. And that just stuck with me. Interesting. That just yeah. stuck with me. Mm-hmm. But do stay well-rounded. Have fun. Krista and I started something here recently, and that is a fun fund, F-U-N, <laughs> F-U-N-D. So we're contributing financially to our, let's go have uh, like a day trip fun day or something. Yeah, you or know, a trip out yeah. west. You know, when I retire, we're loading up and we're going to start planning a trip out <laughs> west. And right. who knows where we might end up with that. Because, hey, we can podcast from anywhere. Right. As long as we have, the, and, and we can pare it down, and we do it many times, we can take a recorder and two sets of headphones with mics, and we can record from anywhere. Yeah. As long as we have a laptop and that little gadget over there that connects us to the internet, and it's portable too. So we can continue to do what we do wherever we are. And enjoy your hobbies. And if you don't have any hobbies... Start get, some. Get you one. Yeah, get absolutely. You one. Get you one. And I tell you what, when I do retire, I'm going to make some more sawdust in that wood shop out there. Well, the floor is too clean. I'm I'm excited about seeing your I'm going to do's turn into look what I did. Look what I did. Yeah. <laughs> She's actually, uh, I'm going to have to rethink this retirement thing. Uh, when am I going to do that? Because the list of things just keeps growing that she's making for me to do. <laughs> and hopefully a few of them are going to be, bill me this, bill me this. So, Well, you're going to have fun, right? I'm going to have fun. Excellent. I love working in the wood shop. Well, we're going to find that out, aren't we? We are. <laughs> and stay well grounded. You need to be well grounded. You know, a ship without an anchor just drifts around. True. In staying well-grounded, you need to know what you believe. Your value system has to mean something Mm -hmm. to you. 
and you have to know what you believe. Now, for us, that's God's Word and a relationship with His Son, Jesus Christ. That keeps us grounded. We could get all paranoid, but we know that God has all things under control. And if he will not allow a sparrow to fall to the earth without his word, we're more important to him than a bird. And he is protecting us. And also have a plan. Mm -hmm. A ship without a rudder, by the way, can't even set a course. Yeah. So don't be that ship with no anchor and don't be that ship with no rudder. And the plan is your rudder. It guides you on your journey. And that's how you set a course. Now, our journey is one of balance. We have balance in our prepping. We have all of these categories, maybe not as covered as we would like, but we have every category covered to where we believe that we can make it through an extended situation. We also have balance in our lives. Mm -hmm. We have still jobs that we work, and we have family locally and In other points, we do a lot of family-oriented type things. We are very friend-oriented. We love to have social times with our friends, and we like to work very hard. But then when we play and have fun, we like to do that with as much gusto and zest as before. And that keeps you from getting into a rut either way. Mm -hmm. It does bring balance to our lives. And we have balance in our marriage. And we balance that by she tells me what to do and I do it. No, it seems to work pretty well. It seems to work pretty well. No, I'm not serious about that. Humor. Humor is important in your marriage. That was intended to be humorous. We just laugh all the time. But what we do is we do discuss the things that we're going to do, the things that we want to do. And very rarely is it that one of us says, this is what we're going to do. I would say that's very rare. Mm -hmm. Very rare. Yeah. There's a lot of mutual respect. We don't micromanage each other. And there's just really no need for that. You can't manage a six-foot redheaded wife. (laughs) It just can't be done. Well, we we're we're I tell you what I think really works with us too. The balance of our marriage is not only are we just wildly crazy in love with each other, but we're also very, very good friends. Mm-hmm. And that brings a lot of balance to our relationship because we are the people we want to be with most of all. And we are each other's best friend. Yeah, and we are. Other friends outside of that are are dear and precious to us, but we are each other's best friend. And we actually like each other. We do. I love you and I like you. We actually like each other. Mm -hmm. So here's what we want you to do. This is the call to action for this episode. Listen up. Take a hard look at your preps and see if you're out of balance in some particular area. See what areas you need to pay attention to or beef up. And take a kind of a hard look at your personal life, too. Mm -hmm. Look at the areas in your personal life that may be out of balance. Or at least if you're not sure, sit down with your significant other and just have a heart to heart talk about, let's talk about some balance in our lives. Are we too heavy in one area and too light in the other? Mm -hmm. Those things can sometimes be revealed, but they may not be revealed unless you go looking for them and communicate with a heart of love and an open mind and a thoughtful respect for one another. As you all know, Whether it's an emergency, a crisis, a storm, a job loss, or just everyday mundane living with nothing special going on, all kinds of stuff can happen. So we really want you to stay prepared. 
And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Practical Prepping Podcast. You can contact us through email at info at practicalprepping.info or on Facebook. The link is in the show notes. Until next time, remember, stuff happens. Stay prepared.